0: You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. There's a lot to get to as it has been a very busy news week for Tennessee. The biggest news of the week, no doubt, is Rick Barnes deciding to stay at Tennessee. That announcement on Monday night. I'll have a little bit more for you on that as Rick Barnes has spoken to some media members about considering the UCLA job, deciding to stay at Tennessee. It does appear a couple of things are true. UCLA kind of screwed up in the negotiations with Tennessee. Tennessee also stepped up to try to keep Rick Barnes. In the end, he is Tennessee's coach and I think that's what matters most, but uh, some more details coming out on that on Tuesday. I'll get to that A little bit later in the show, in the first segment, the latest news item with Tennessee's men's basketball program is that Grant Williams has declared for the NBA draft. You will hear him talk about that and him talking about keeping his options open. Grant could come back to school. He very well could stay in the NBA draft. That's a possibility as well. And if he does, well, Tennessee's got some work to do to replace him as well as some other key players from this past year's team. But you'll hear from Grant coming up in just a moment in the first segment of today's show. In segment number two... I'll switch to football as the Vols are getting ready for the spring game on Saturday. We're just three days away. Tennessee practiced on Tuesday, and before that, head coach Jeremy Pruitt met with the media. Jarrett Garantano, I think, has improved clearly as Tennessee's quarterback, and I think overall he's had a good spring. According to Tennessee's head coach, Garantano did not have a great scrimmage this past weekend. Pruitt will talk about that in the second segment, and in the final segment, I'll get to those Rick Barnes details and... It's official. Tennessee has a new Lady Vols basketball coach. I'll get to all of that right here on Locked On Vols here five days a week covering what's going on with Tennessee. It's available on the new Himalaya app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, the third-party apps, and your smart speaker. It's Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Grant Williams met with the media on Tuesday and he made an announcement that was not a surprise. I don't think in any way what he did or said is what everybody expected. But uh, he wanted to meet with the media to talk about it. I think a lot of people were caught off guard by a press conference taking place. And one thing, a press conference had already been planned. The timing with Rick Barnes' announcement, I think, just happened to be a coincidence. But if you think about it, Grant's a two-time SEC Player of the Year. He just wrapped up a unanimous first-team All-America campaign where he he was up in Minneapolis this past weekend with that being celebrated as well. So there were going to be a number of requests. To me, it makes sense to have a press conference if you're willing to talk about it because there were plenty of media members who had questions for him. But here's Grant making his announcement about his NBA intentions. This is Tennessee's Grant Williams on Tuesday.
2: Looking back, who would have thought a chubby kid from Shaw, North Carolina, uh, would be doing this playing the game of basketball? I never could have imagined I'd be here today, but over the past three years at the University of Tennessee, I've made a ton of incredible memories on and off the court. I've been surrounded by and met a bunch of phenomenal people who have impacted my life in ways that I couldn't have imagined. I've had a great experience with the NCAA and college basketball, and on top of that, I want to have a great experience in professional basketball because it's been my dream since I was young to play in the NBA. I knew that decision I made needed to be my own and I had to trust myself, but I also leaned on my mother, my father, my brothers, and my coaches in order to make the most informed decision possible. It's my decision and I've prayed on it and I've trusted my heart that I've decided that I will test the waters um, and enter the NBA draft process, but I would not forego my last season at the University of Tennessee with the capability of coming back and finishing what I started here. This process helps me gather information as a player and to find out what I need to do and improve. I will use the new rules of allowing a player to hire an agent to make the most informative decision possible. And I'll go through this process um, trying to gather as much information as possible because it is a win-win scenario in both both ways. Thank you. I appreciate everything you all do, as well as the loyal support of the greatest fans in the country.
1: That's Grant Williams on Tuesday with his announcement that he will enter the NBA draft, he will go through the draft process, test the waters as it's described, and he will have an agent by his side, an NCAA certified agent, which is now allowed, and uh, he can go through that, which will help him get more information and just have a a better idea of going through everything that he will with, I think, the intention of being a pro next year. But his comments that we hear uh, there, and, and you'll hear more coming up, talking about what he needs to hear from NBA teams to stay in the draft. I do think that Grant needs some more assurances from NBA teams than Jordan Bone does. Jordan has not talked about, I need to be a first-round pick for sure, or uh, even that he needs to be drafted. He has not said that, that he needs to be drafted to stay a professional. And it's very early. Jordan's thoughts could change. But Grant seems to – he needs to know where he's going to go, and it needs to be a position – He's comfortable with to stay in the draft. He was asked, though, for specifics. Is there any kind of criteria that he needs to hear from NBA teams after he goes through workouts with teams and meetings with teams to know where he's going to be drafted to stay in or decide to go back to college? Here's what Grant said
2: I haven't decided on that because my whole thing is I want to go into the process with an open mind and understand what I need to improve on and what I need to get better at, but also understand that i have to make the most informed decision possible and if it's the right time then it is the right time but um, it's just a matter of going into it with the mindset of i'm going to it to improve myself
0: grant what do you think you need to improve upon without going through the process
2: myself i know that i need to improve on my defensive um, capabilities on the perimeter as well as consistently uh shooting the three at a high level uh I think I've shown that I can put the ball in the basket in other other ways, but um, consistently knocking down the outside shot and also defending uh, smaller, quicker guys is something I need to consistently show I can do.
1: I think Grant's right. Those are questions that NBA teams are going to have, and those have been areas of his game that have been criticized, not greatly, but projecting to the NBA level. Those things, uh, his defense, the range on his jump shot are going to be questioned and NBA teams might decide, hey, you know what, you need to be better, but we'll draft you. You can improve on that with us. Teams might say, you need to show that you can do that before we're going to take you and that could affect his draft stock. So that's why I think going through this process will give Grant Williams a better idea of where he stands with NBA teams. Just about every mock draft that has come out has had him in the first round. And some, some people, when they've put together their own big board, talking about media members, have had him as a top 20 prospect. The Ringer had him at number nine, which is easily the highest I've seen. And and if a team says, hey, you're a lottery pick, I don't know how Grant Williams comes back to school. But if, if his stock slides a little bit, or there are more questions about his draft standing than mock drafts appear to show, that can make it tougher. Now, one thing that was brought up on Tuesday was Rick Barnes' decision. Rick Barnes deciding to stay at Tennessee. If Rick Barnes were UCLA's coach today, then it would seem more difficult to believe that Grant could come back to Tennessee. And I, I say that not knowing who Tennessee would have hired to replace him. But Grant was asked about Rick Barnes and his decision to stay at Tennessee. Could that make it easier for Grant to come back to Tennessee? Here's Grant Williams.
2: Definitely made it easier having Coach Barnes be back. Uh. If you think about it, Coach Barnes is a phenomenal guy. He's done a lot for the community. He's done so much, and I knew it was torn because if you told myself in recruiting that I was going to get offered by a blue blood like Kentucky, UCLA, UNC, you're going to have to consider it because it's the pedigree. And also, you look at UCLA, Wooden, and um, everything there, you got to have him trust and believe that he was going to make the best decision possible and he's going to prey on it and that he was going to. Understand that he's making a decision not only for himself, but for those around him. And I think he, he, it took him time. I took, think it really took his heart a little bit, but he made the decision that he thought was best. And I supported it fully. I trust Coach Barnes, and I trusted him whether he was staying or leaving. And I told him that. And I have the utmost love and sincerity in my heart for him. Yeah, on that, what was yesterday like as a player here kind of watching all that unfold? And did you have a chance to talk to Coach Barnes yesterday at all? I definitely did. I talked to him three or four times. Reached out to him, he reached out to me, and I just um, let him know that I trusted him because he's a guy who's never been about himself. It's never been about money. It's never been about anything of that sort. It's always been about how it can impact people's lives. And I know that Coach Barnes, his goal is he wants a championship. And in order to make that happen, he, he knows he can do it here, and he knew he could do it wherever he went. So I think that being here at the University of Tennessee is something that helps him be comfortable because he loves it here. he said it many times that he has it's one of his greatest experiences in coaching being here, and with the guys he has around him, I think he, he knows that he can do it and he can provide it.
1: That's Grant Williams. Grant did talk about unfinished business, and there is the possibility that coming back to try to win at a higher level to get past the Sweet 16, that's something that could influence his decision. I think that Grant and Jordan are going to make their own independent decisions with the NBA versus returning to school But if Grant Williams comes back, Tennessee, I think, immediately becomes an SEC title contender again and is likely a preseason top 10 team. With Grant coming back and Josiah James coming in and the other players that still return, Tennessee can have a really good team. We'll see what happens on the transfer market. If Grant stays in the NBA, well, that's obviously a tremendous hit. If you have to replace Grant Williams, your best player, Admiral Schofield, your second best player, and if Jordan Bone stays in the draft and you're now replacing your three best players... Plus, Kyle Alexander. So that means your top three front court guys are all gone. It's just a tremendous hit to the roster. Josiah James coming in does help, and assuming Lamonte and, and Jordan Bowden are good to go, then you have uh, I think you have a back court that you can still count on. And Tennessee at that point would I think absolutely be hitting the grad transfer market to try to find somebody that can come in and be able to help immediately. And we'll see how other players develop. But if they have to replace both Grant and Jordan Bone, that's just a, a big loss for Tennessee's roster. You're, at that point, you're replacing your top three guys and I think four of your top six for sure. That that becomes a lot. And uh, top 10 talk, I think, would, would immediately be gone with Tennessee. So long way to go with this. We're not going to get any definitive answer anytime soon. The date to remember is May 29th. That's the date that Grant Williams and Jordan Bone have to decide if they want to go back to school. Now there is the possibility of going undrafted and, and still being able to return, but Grant will not be undrafted. So he has to decide by close to the end of May and Jordan might need to decide by then as well. Long way to go with this. There's a lot for Rick Barnes to figure out as well, because right now he has to make plans for these guys to not come back. And if they're not back, Tennessee needs to make some roster changes. We'll see what happens with Tennessee's roster. Does anybody else uh, decide to leave the team? There could be transfers. So uh, a lot to be figured out, but you're at least figuring it out with Rick Barnes, as opposed to right now trying to figure this out with Philip Fulmer looking for a new head coach as well. It's still a good thing. Tennessee's still in the positive, I would say, this week with Rick Barnes staying at Tennessee. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, here from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt. He talks about Jarrett Garantano and his most recent performance in Tennessee's scrimmage this past weekend. And then a player on the defensive side who is standing out and Tennessee needs more playmakers. This guy could be one of those guys. That's coming up in the next segment of Locked on Vols your team every day. And remember, you can get this show every day by subscribing to Locked on Vols on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. You can download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Vols
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: We are three days away from the orange and white game coming up on Saturday. 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, Neyland Stadium. And uh, and Jared Garantano, I think, is going to be one of the players that people are paying attention to. He's the quarterback. He's, he's the quarterback now. This time a year ago, he was on his way to becoming the starter. But he still had a quarterback battle to go through. The following august to get ready for the start of the season so now garantano is the guy he's expected to play at a higher level he has jim cheney leading the way with the offense and i think that's another reason to be optimistic about what garantano can do and i have continued to say i think he's improved and i think there are reasons to be optimistic about how he will play this season i don't think anything changes there but that doesn't mean he's perfect either the offense was brought up when jeremy pruitt met with the media on tuesday And it was about how the offense is performing. Are they ahead of where Pruitt expected the offense to be right now with a new coordinator coming in? Listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said about the offense's performance this spring, and he gets to quarterback Jarrett Garantano in there.
0: Well, we've been more consistent running the football. Uh, We have less mental errors than we had this time last year. Uh, I think we're bigger, we're stronger. Uh, We can push a little more. We have to get more consistency in doing that. I think especially with the ones, uh, you know, Jarrett uh, has experience. Uh, probably Saturday was not his best practice. Might have been his worst practice for the for the uh, spring. Uh, but uh, got to have a little more consistency there. But we have some guys who have playmaking ability on the offensive side that have some uh, experience. And putting in a new system, I think it's been relatively easy for the guys. Uh, just watching, you know, From afar, looking at it, um, you couldn't tell that it's a new system.
1: So that's a positive with the offense. And and with having some of the same assistants, either in their same position like Brian Niedermeyer or Will Friend, or at least having David Johnson and Chris Winkie still on staff, Jim Chaney coming in, I think the fact that he's bounced around some. He's been at Tennessee and Arkansas and Georgia and Pittsburgh. He's had to be the new guy running an offense. And that's probably helped him in making the transition. And you also have a number of guys who have uh, who have experience and have played more football now for Tennessee, like Mark West Calloway and Juwan Jennings and Josh Palmer. Juwan Jennings, during a portion of a period of practice on Tuesday, was working with the quarterbacks and running backs in uh, shotgun taking direct snaps. That's something to pay attention to. With Juwan, he's healthier. And he's versatile in that he can do a number of things in the offense, can play on the outside, can play at the slot position, can help line up in the backfield. And Jim Chaney, offensive coordinator, is a guy that can utilize players who have different kinds of talent. Uh, Josh Palmer continues to get talked about. T. Martin was uh, singing his praises, comparing him to Nelson Aguilar, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. So they, they might be a deeper football team when it comes to skill position players who Jim Chaney can count on, they need to be able to count on Jarrett Garantano consistently delivering the football. When the media was there watching on Tuesday afternoon, I thought Garantano looked good throwing the football. Now, we didn't see all of practice. We saw uh, work with the quarterbacks and wide receivers throwing routes on air, and uh, and there shouldn't be too much read into that. We'll see on Saturday. I, I think a lot of eyes at the orange and white game will be on Tennessee's quarterback. That's always the case. I'd say it will be emphasized This week, with fans wanting to see what number two can do and how he might have developed in a short amount of time 15 practices essentially under a new offensive coordinator, Jim Chaney. Now, switching to the other side of the ball, just like this guy has done, D'Angelo Gibbs, I think, is a player of, of great interest. He was very highly touted as a recruit a few years ago. If you think about the roster that Jeremy Pruitt inherited, he has said they didn't recruit too many of the players that Tennessee had on the roster. At Alabama. One player that Jeremy Pruitt has recruited, and Derek Ansley as well, is D'Angelo Gibbs. He signed with Georgia, spent his first two seasons there in college in Athens, and was very well thought of as a prospect. So while Jeremy Pruitt was the defensive coordinator at Georgia, they were recruiting D'Angelo Gibbs. Derek Ansley has known him since he was early in, uh, since Gibbs was early in his high school time. This is uh, Jeremy Pruitt talking about D'Angelo Gibbs, who started the spring at wide receiver. He has spent the last several practices. On the defensive side talking about how gibbs has performed this spring on the defensive side of the ball
0: you know d'angelo has done really well at star uh, we've played him just at star because he that's kind of what he's played before and what he knows and you know after you've practiced nine times and you put him over there you'd like for him to have a chance so you could see uh, what his skill set is uh, he's a big guy that uh, is a good blitzer plays well in a run has really soft hands so uh, he picked off a pass the other day in the scrimmage, and, um, you know, that's that's one of the things that you need to have in the back end when the offense makes a mistake. you got to make them pay, and he's a guy that can do that. Uh, you know, there's lots of little bitty things that he probably needs cleaned up because he missed the first nine days, but we're going to leave him on this side of the ball uh, and get three more practices, so that will give us six uh, on the defensive side and be able to make kind of a – Um, decision about where he needs to go from there.
1: D'Angelo Gibbs is a guy who could help Tennessee on either side of the ball. If he's making plays on defense and it seems easier to get him on the field in the defensive backfield, then I think he should stay there. He can add some speed and playmaking ability to offense as well, but I do think that Tennessee has more players at wide receiver that we know can help. Uh, Callaway, Jennings, and Palmer right away – And then Brandon Johnson has played a good amount of football. You have Tyler Bird. He needs to be more consistent, no doubt there. Jordan Murphy has some speed. He might be the fastest wide receiver. And then let's see what Ramel Keaton does. Jared Meadens will arrive this summer. Could he help immediately? I I think you have more guys that you can probably feel comfortable you can count on at wide receiver. I'm guessing a little bit there. But in the defensive backfield, there are numbers how many players will Tennessee feel comfortable with? Also with D'Angelo Gibbs, we don't know right now that he'll be able to play this fall, but there is optimism that he'll be able to play. He's a transfer from Georgia. He is going through the waiver process to be able to play immediately. That's to be determined. If he can't play this year, then this kind of conversation is a little bit wasted because he doesn't factor in until 2020. If Gibbs is able to go, then I think he's going to have a chance to help Tennessee. It's a matter of which side of the ball. My guess right now is on the defensive side of the ball. Coming up on the other side of Locked on Vols here in the final segment, some more details on Rick Barnes with his negotiations with UCLA. They were very real. There are questions out there. Was he really considering UCLA? I think with the comments that he's made here in the last couple of days, I don't think there's any doubt. So I'll get to that coming up in the next segment. And ultimately, Rick Barnes decides to stay at Tennessee. That's the most important thing. Plus, the Lady Vols have a new head coach. That's official. That's coming up here on Locked On Vols. And if you'd like to send me any questions or comments, you can reach out on Twitter, at Josh underscore Ward, or follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Josh Ward. I'm on social media there, and uh, happy to take any questions or comments for the show anytime. And if you have time to rate and review the show, That's always helpful as well. Locked On Vol is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rick Barnes did an interview on Tuesday morning with Jimmy Himes of WNML. I recommend you check out the story at sportsradiownml.com, the station's website. And in the story, the, the first thing that Jimmy writes about Rick Barnes turning down UCLA is that Rick has now turned down UCLA and Kentucky. When Tubby Smith left Kentucky, the school tried to go after Rick Barnes, and Uh, At the time, he was at Texas, and things were going really well, and Rick Barnes seriously considered going to Kentucky, but Texas stepped up to, uh, to match, I guess, what Rick Barnes wanted to stay, and he turned down Kentucky. Now he's turned down UCLA, and I think both times, Rick was probably very seriously considering going to Kentucky, which means Tennessee would have faced him the last decade or so, and then this time going to UCLA, and Rick Barnes talked about the idea of going to UCLA and he said quote it was more than anything about the place it was strictly the lure of growing up knowing what UCLA basketball stood for and the challenge of bringing it back barnes also called the UCLA job quote one of the five best jobs in the country clearly he looked at UCLA as a place where you can win at the highest level rick also believes he can win at a very high level at tennessee And he's talked about that. Chris Lowe had the story at ESPN with Rick talking about not only sustaining success, but taking Tennessee to an even higher level. And with Rick Barnes' salary going to such a high level, fans will be expecting big-time results, not only next year, but just moving forward long-term at Tennessee with Rick Barnes. The UCLA deal hit a snag, according to Jimmy Himes, when UCLA wanted to give Barnes a $4 million signing bonus and then have Barnes pay Tennessee the buyout. So according to the story, Barnes would have been taxed about $1.6 million. Well, Rick Barnes was not going to do that. If UCLA had been willing to pay the entire buyout, if when UCLA contacts him last week, and by the way, the conversations began last Tuesday, Barnes said that he was indirectly contacted by UCLA on Tuesday, and on Friday, Barnes let Philip Fulmer know there was a possibility... He could be going out West. If UCLA, at the beginning of the negotiations, or this past weekend when they're talking on Sunday, if UCLA says, don't worry about the buyout, we're going to take care of that, we'll pay whatever it takes to get you out of your contract at Tennessee, I think there's a very good chance that Rick Barnes is the head coach at UCLA. But UCLA was not willing to do that. UCLA was going to give him a signing bonus and have Rick Barnes pay the buyout, which would have cost Rick Barnes more money. He wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to pay to leave Tennessee to go work at UCLA. So I think a couple of things are true. And Evan Daniels noted this on Monday night. I think it's true that UCLA kind of screwed things up. Evan described it as a snag in the negotiation. So did Jimmy Himes and his story on Tuesday. So I think UCLA kind of screwed things up. And Tennessee also stepped up. Tennessee did come forward and say, hey, we're, we're going to bump up your pay pretty significantly, it looks like. And we want you to stay at Tennessee. If Tennessee had come back and said, look, we can't go any higher, $3.25 million is all we have, then I also think Rick Barnes, I'm sure of it, that he would be UCLA's coach today. So two things are true. UCLA messed up the negotiations. Tennessee stepped up to try to keep Rick Barnes, and in the end, he's Tennessee's head coach. He described Tennessee as a special place, which he has done in the past, and also talked about really dealing with some anxiety over... The decision. I think Rick really wrestled with the decision and what to do. And ultimately, I think he's really happy to stay at Tennessee. I think he and his wife genuinely love Knoxville and, and UT and all the people in the program and in the community. So I don't think he has any regrets about staying at Tennessee, but I do think that he very seriously considered leaving Tennessee to go to UCLA. Expectations would be higher moving forward. And I think Rick Barnes really knows that if you're going to be one of the top three to five highest paid coaches in college basketball, expectations should be really high I think as well. Speaking of expectations, Kelly Harper is officially the Tennessee Lady Vols basketball coach. They announced it on Tuesday afternoon and she will have a press conference at about four o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. Kelly Harper is being hired away from Missouri State. I talked about her a little bit on Tuesday's show. She's a former Lady Vol and that is why I think walking into the position she is going to totally understand what is expected of her. And having played for Pat Summit, I would expect that Kelly Harper is going to have the same high expectations that fans will. What happens immediately? What happens this upcoming season? Well, we'll find out. But uh, just because she has not had the level of success that other top coaches out there have had doesn't mean that Tennessee fans are going to drop what they believe Lady Vols basketball should be. So she'll be announced on Wednesday. She'll talk about the the uh, task of replacing Holly Warlick, another former Tennessee Lady Vols basketball player, and trying to live up to what the Lady Vols basketball name is. So Philip Homer has his new women's basketball coach. He was able to keep Rick Barnes, and for that, I'm sure he's really happy. Coming up on tomorrow's show, you'll hear from T. Martin talking about being back at Tennessee. More Tennessee football talk as we get closer to the orange and white game. I'll try to give you a, a big preview over the next couple of days. Locked On Vols is here five days a week. Keep spreading the word and uh, download, subscribe, rate, and review all that good stuff to uh, keep the podcast going. Thanks so much for hanging out here today. My name's Josh Ward, and I'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Balls.